Greetings, Cosmic Superstar. Welcome back to another incredible episode of the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. We have the amazing Ghislaine Valet, and we are talking about the art of Vedic palmistry, astrology, and the five states of the human heart. This is a fantastic episode. I know that you're going to enjoy it. We talk about um, the origins of palmistry and astrology, the connection to the Vedas, why it's not um, prediction, it's realizing your potential, uh, why gratitude is a powerful exercise, um, the unbelievably, the unbelievable story of Immaculate, the power of forgiveness, the five states of the human heart, and so much more. This is a packed episode. I know that you're going to enjoy it. If you want to support the show, please leave a review in iTunes. They are pure gold for algorithms and getting the word out there. Patreon is so, so helpful. Thank you so much, Aaron Antoinette. I hope that I'm pronouncing that right. I have no idea, but you tossed a buck in the bucket. I appreciate that so much. Um, if you want to go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair, that helps immensely. Um, take a screenshot, share on Instagram, tag me at Matt Belair. Let me know where you're listening. Um, I love hearing from you guys and it helps to get the word out there. But the most important thing you can do is one kind act for one other human being today. If you want to support the show, that is the greatest thing that you can do. For those of you guys who are interested in coaching and you want to explore and connect with what your life purpose is, your soul calling, you have no idea and you want to discover that, or you want to learn how to level up from where you are, make sure that you're creating a life that you are passionate and inspired to live and you want to explore consciousness, peak performance, everything that we are talking about on the podcast in a really deep dive, one-on-one, hit me up, mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. I'm also doing hypnosis session, heart journey session very powerful sessions using your heart as the guide to bring about powerful information to guide your life to be your own master so if you're interested in this mattbelair.com forward slash coaching as well as speaking or training for you your staff your organization anything along those lines um, hit me up i am happy to help you out I would like to thank my podcast sponsor, partner, the Himalaya Podcast app. Check them out. They're free, easy to use, great way to listen to podcasts. They um, can create... It's hard to, I don't know how the exact words for this, but it's curated playlists that have multiple shows. So it's not just the same show. So because there's so many amazing podcasts out there, you get have multiple shows and then you just figure out which ones are most important. And it's a great thing to do at the beginning of the week if you go to the gym. So that way you don't have to think about it. You just get incredible content from multiple shows. So when you're over there, make sure to give the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit show a follow. And you can find them over on the App Store, H I M A L A. Y-A. So that is about it. Uh, make sure to go to the uh, website, mattbelair.com. Sign up for the email list. If you want some free lucid dreaming, you can uh, go forward slash lucid dreaming and get yourself a free ebook and a guided meditation to help you learn how to lucid dream quickly and easily. Uh, check out the Zen Athlete book if you haven't yet. It's a fantastic book. It is really about self-mastery and you will get incredible results for achieving your goals um, if you apply the principles of that book. And so that's it. Thank you so much for um, listening and I appreciate you. So let's get into this episode. I got lots to do today. So many amazing shows coming down the pipe, including this one. You're going to love it. So wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath, 
and just let it out slowly, filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, empowerment, energy, connection, and ready to take on this amazing episode with Ghislaine Vallée. Hello and welcome to the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a master of the ancient science of Vedic palmistry. She decided to become a palmist after meeting Gansham Singh Birla in 1985. She was so impressed with the power of Vedic palmistry to identify behavioral patterns, problems, and potential in herself and so inspired by Gansham's deep commitment to help others that she dedicated herself to Vedic studies. Since joining the Birla Center, she has helped thousands of people through her consultations, counseling, and teaching. She has touched the lives of thousands of others through her many appearances on television, radio, magazines, and newspapers, and her popular lectures and workshops. She also authored her autobiography, The Happy Palmist, My Joyful Adventure in Vedic Palmistry. Most recently, she teamed up with Gansham to create an online self-help series, the 90-Day Challenge Programs, that draw on Vedic wisdom, Eastern philosophy, yogic exercises, and the science of astral palmistry. Welcome to the show, Ghislaine Vallée. Hello. Thank you very, very much, Matt, to be with you. I'm so blessed and happy. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm super happy to have you on. I, I had a really great time looking up you and your work, and you have such a, uh, an enthusiasm and a joy. And, and we got to spend about 30 minutes before the show, and I got to send you uh, my yeah. palms, and you got to do a reading, and I got to know you a little bit more. But you also sent me the 90-Day Heartline Challenge, and that's just one of your three 90-Day challenges and it's very in-depth there's a lot of um stuff in there there's a lot of exercises it's very practical unfortunately i didn't get to finish it but i was able to go through and, and look at how much work is in there so mm -hmm. i'm so happy to have you on the show so why don't you um tell the listeners a little bit about yourself how you got into what you're doing and what you're working on now Okay. Well, it's interesting because I just realized that when I met Gansham, 19, uh, I met him in 84. I started to join him in 85. You got born in 85. So I guess it's a good year. <laughs> 84, you got born. Uh, so that was a good year. And uh, well, it's so interesting because I'm being... Um, I was in film before. I study in communication at uh, CEGEP. Then I work in different places. Then I found my dream job in Paris for a year and a half. And I thought, you know, all of that will make me happy, at least. But, oh, no, I brought my misery with me and my suitcase everywhere, even that in that uh, beautiful city of light, you know. So when I came back, I went, wow, if Paris doesn't do it to me, what, what will do it to me? And then I came back to Montreal, and that's when I met Gunsham through a friend. And she just said, oh, this palm is, read your palm, and you take your imprint. And oh, he's so accurate. So I just wanted to see him. And, uh, and when I came, and the funny things, when I, they took my print, uh, I didn't like them. I felt like, oh, my fingers were all over the place. And uh, I don't know. I didn't see too much my lines. And, uh, and then Gansham did a consultation. And I have to tell you, I fall off my chair. 
I was so amazed that this person who doesn't know a thing about me knew everything, but knew also my misery or how, how I felt. But he told me a lot of things, a lot of weakness that I have. I think I have like 17 defects. <laughs> I'm still working on some for sure. But he told me the most amazing truth that the line change. So I didn't need to stay the way I was. I could change. And for me, that I went, all right, now that's my pill. That's my medicine. That's what I want. I want to change because nothing outside is making me happy. So I better fix myself because if I don't, it's not, I, I saw it. I saw Paris. I saw so many places and I was still miserable. So by working on myself and after one year, I started to see the change in my hand and I went, oh my goodness, it does change. So after that, I took it a little more seriously and seriously and I started to study. And I have to tell you my, my language, my tongue language is French. And, uh, and when I met Gansham, I needed a translator because I didn't know one word in English. So I started to take courses with him in English. So I pay for courses I didn't understand really. <laughs> and the first class was headline. And the only thing I remember is having big headache all the time. So I go, oh, well, at least I have a head. Whatever is coming in it, I don't know. But I was just fascinated. The little bit I could understand, I, I was like, all right, this, this makes sense. So, and, and guess what? My first consultation was done in Toronto. We did some uh, show. And, uh, and I read Palm over there and I saw it started. And I just love it because it's a language, it's your hand, it's your story. And as many uh, stage your life goes on, we can see it. We can see all the layers that we put on us. And the job in a way of a palmist, it's to try to stop the pendulum of that crazy karma. So, you know, we do too much or we don't do enough or we get hurt or we get too excited. So when we become more either neutral or we understand why we behave the way we do, then it's like the big change start happening. So that's my story. And of course, I had the chance to have this uh, wonderful writer who did my book, The uh, Happy Palmist. It's quite an adventure. It's very fun. I mean, meeting Mother Teresa or seeing so many hands of so many people and even the hand of, of uh, anyone who comes. For me, I'm blessed because I go, all these people, they have such a soul search. And uh, even if sometimes they come by curiosity, you know, they sit like that and they go, okay, what are you going to tell me now? <laughs> and for a minute or two, you're not too comfortable, but then you forget to dive into the hand and they want to dive with you. So that's for me, it's the beauty of palmistry. But the story where palmistry comes from, it's... Um, it's come from the Vedas and astrology and palmistry are interconnected and not too many people know that too. So they know astrology, astrology, everybody knows it. We know our sign, but palmistry at the same source and it's coming from the Vedas. So when you know that they both are sister science, 
And in a way, the moon in the sky, you have the moon in your hand. You have the sun in the sky, but you got the sun in your hand. So as bright he is, do we feel like that? Do we have that same magnetism? So for me, that's what I love of the hand because it's almost, you may not change your chart. This is the way it is. You have transit for sure. You have like a dasa that we call, but your hand will show now what do you do with your potential, your good or your bad. And, and then we check both. We always work with both all the time, you know? So it's quite a journey. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, I got to, I got to watch one of your interviews and I, I liked how when you were sharing like a lot of the Burla Center and what's happening over there is a lot of personal development. It's self-help. It's just awareness. And I, and I see, you know, I know that there are some people out there reading palms and it's nonsense. You know, they're just making stuff up and, and that exists. And it's unfortunate it exists in a lot of things. The same with uh, tarot. But if you actually know what you're doing, it can be a gateway to understanding the individual, you know, there actually is um, a rhyme and reason to this in astrology and all those different things. So it's almost like a very accurate um, self-assessment or personality assessment. If you do Myers-Briggs or anything, it's just a little bit more detail. Usually you can dive, e dive deeper. And the same way if you do tarot, like some people do it really great. Some people maybe not as well. But what I like the idea is to explore yourself. And then it's opening the door to go deeper. And if something may not resonate exactly, you can, you know, that's okay. But you'll find that a lot of the times, if you get somebody who's really good, when I've done my astrology, I couldn't switch it with my sister. It wouldn't make any sense. I couldn't switch it with my dad. It, it wouldn't make any sense. And so there's definitely something there. And then it would talk about, um, usually when, when you get it done well, and, and when we did ours before, there's, there's things that say, hey, these are... Um, not not negatives, but things you can work on, you know, and then you're aware of them and then you can, then that's the self-development. That's the next thing. It's making sure that you're mastering your gifts and you're aware of those and also the things that maybe you, you need work on, but it's, it's the invitation to know yourself more, to explore yourself, your interaction with other people and your interaction with um, the planet and the way you live your life. So um, do you want to talk a little bit about what I just ranted about or just the Berlin Center in general? Because you've created over the last little while, three 90-day challenges that are very in-depth. Um, the Heartline Challenge, I love all the titles. They're Open Your Heart to Love, Joy, and Happiness. It's awesome. Um, the Headline Challenge, Thinking Your Way to Happiness. I don't know if that's possible. So I'd love to hear about that. <laughs> and, um, and the Day Lifeline uh, Experience the Joy of Being Alive. So yeah. what I really loved about going through is you have to do um, tasks and actions and there's things to do because if you're not going to take any action then personal development does not work you have to actually apply what you've learned so yeah well you see <laughs> it's very interesting what you bring up because uh, Gansham the founder of the Burla Center when he was young I'll just give him a little bit of his background and uh, his grandfather was a healer with Ayurveda and also a palmist but also as a, another job, but he loved palmistry. But the father of Gansham was more in the military. So Gansham uh, became a teacher, went for 
you know, education and a bit of military system, but his love was for palmistry because he got predicted that he will revolutionize palmistry. And at 12 years old, Gansham did a huge speak in front of thousands of people on the free will, how you can change your destiny. I mean, many times he goes, I don't know if I got born for palmistry or palmistry got born for me. <laughs> so Gansham didn't want to just do prediction. In a way, it, it's easy, but, but why? Why saying to somebody, oh yeah, your boyfriend will come. Yeah, but can you keep him? Can you love him? Can you take care of him? Can you be good? Are you going to change with him? Or is he going to be one and one more and one more? So it's almost like in prediction, it's telling a person, wait, sit comfortable, and, you know, don't work on yourself. So Ganshan didn't want to do that. Even when he teaches, us, he never teaches us with the prediction aspect but more with the prevention aspect, and that's what I love. So Gansham, when he came here in Canada, that was his whole concept, to build the school that we have, that you can learn. But then the challenge came because a lot of people we saw, like at one point, um, we had this marketing guy who came to help us to try to promote palmistry, you know? And because people have this idea that palmistry is fortune-telling. They don't see the depth of it. And um, so he goes, hey, how many people came to see you? And we were so pleased to tell him, oh, we have hundreds of hundreds of thousands of imprints in our file. And we were proud, you know. And he goes, okay, whippity-doo. <laughs> Where are they today? <laughs> what did you do for them? Because they come, for sure, we try to help them out. But then you give us this idea, then we thought, let's do the challenge. Because even if we say to someone, okay, you need to change your heart. Now, you go home, you got that in your mind, but how am I going to do it? And environment is so important. Environment is stronger than our willpower. That's our will, by the way, on the, the top of our thumb. So environment is stronger than the will. So for sure, hey, you want to become vegetarian and your neighbor is making a barbecue. I mean, oh, it smells so great. Or you want to stop, let's say, um, drinking, but your friend is having a beer and it's cold and it's sunny and it's fun. And so environment, or you want to meditate, but everybody's dancing, putting music. So that's why we decided to do the challenge. We decided to become the environment for the person that at least for three months, because it takes three months to change. When you take something, a new habit, it will take three months before it becomes your character, before it gets part of you. So that's why we did those challenge of 90 days. And every week, like the person will receive a video, they will receive a PDF. Basically, they will receive like, um, they can print and they can have a big book like that, like you said, with all the information. And it is rich. It's wonderful. And uh, this is my teacher, Kathleen, 
who do a lot of research with Joanne. And then we did the video with Peter. And then we have this wonderful writer, Steve Irwin, who did um, a book of Immaculate Illibigasia about the Rwanda. And uh, so he helped us to write the book, Steve. So it's well done, it's fantastic, and it gives affirmation, but it gives story of people. And what they do, they take their own imprint at the beginning of the challenge and three months after. And if they want, of course, they can have consultation with us also to follow. But even with the book and every information, oh my, I have a girl and she tell me, oh, Guylaine, um, I wanted to go on a counseling with my husband because we don't talk and we're very different. So instead, they came to see me and I said, you start the Heartline Challenge, both of you now. So they listened to me. <laughs> it's for them. not much of a choice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> because I knew they were going to become, you know, a part. So I didn't want that. And they both did the challenge together. And she said, Gillian was like magical. It will open the door. They will start talking. And he will go, ah, oh, you feel like that? Since when? And then you see her heart line and he goes, oh, wow, I guess you have a big heart. And uh, then she'll see him too. And she'll go, yeah, hey, look. And you got some island. What do you feel? You keep everything inside. So they understood each other more. And they're very cute today, <laughs> more connected. So this is one story, but I can tell you, I mean, I don't have enough time to tell you all the story I'm, I'm going with people. And I love that. that. For me, that's my pay, that's my salary, that's my joy. When I see what it does on people, and it's so fun. So that's why we created this challenge, because your three major lines represent your subconscious the way you love heartline the way you think headline the way you live your life lifeline not how long you're gonna live poor lifeline she got a bad press it's more how do you feel good in your body do you love yourself you love every part of your body or you're always complaining you have a bad eyes or a bad this or a bad that well, your lifeline will show it. You will not have the energy. So these three lines represent how we're going to live our life in many ways. So that's why we decided to go on that level. And whoa. Oh, yeah. People, they, they, they say like you, they're amazed when they do the challenge, how it helped them. I had also uh, three ladies, three sisters. And they come from an abused family and difficult. And they did the challenge of the heart. And I know in one section, it talk about forgiveness. And, oh, they, that was hard. So they, they meet, they open a bottle of champagne and the Kleenex box, you know, they cry. But then they realize they didn't perceive their dad and mom the same way or about the abuse the same way. And they learn from that a lot. And they really learn to forgive because, hey, it's our life. It's our heart. And they wanted to, to feel better. So it, it just, it touched so many aspects of life. It's amazing. 
yes, you can ask me a question. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I really like about it is, again, it's, it's inviting the self-inquiry and to do the work and to explore. And so what I wanted to ask is, can you talk about the origins uh, briefly uh, about the like the origins of like Vedic this philosophy like palmism if palmistry and astrology because I I know astrology goes back but I didn't know that they were linked together and then the other thing I wanted to ask as a practical piece is I love how it's 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 one line for the mind how you think one line for the heart um, how you're feeling and, and interacting in relationships and then the last one for uh, the life and and you you must have to dispel a lot of myths right and I, again I'm not a fan for somebody you know although I love psychics and I've 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 done you know a lot of research and on that thing and I think they can be useful and I also think they can be harmful when you're going to find an answer I don't think it's about finding an answer I think it's about um, uncovering information for you to explore yourself and your interaction in the world, like a pathway, you know what I mean? An inspiration to dive deeper. And so um, with those three areas, which I think are important, maybe you can share one of the processes to help people get into uh, coherence or start to, because um, uh, one of the, the, the modules in here I really liked was the heart mind connection, seeking coherence. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, yeah. Um, I'm wondering if you could just give one maybe practical application for somebody listening where they can begin to explore a little bit. Totally, totally. This is, uh, this is one of my greatest chapter, <laughs> chapter three, <laughs> or week number three in the challenge. Uh, yes, so uh, into the, um, the beginning of um, palmistry, the roots, it comes from the Vedas, same as astrology, yoga, Ayurveda, they came like this is 5,000 years ago. And the Vedas created all the limb and all these science. And then astrology is called Jyotish. Astrology is the light. And palmistry comes from as Jyotish, meaning the hand and the light. And palmistry also comes from the Shamudrik Shastra. It's an ocean of knowledge. But the difference also with palmistry, it's related to the old body. So when we see the hand, we also see the morphology of someone. So is the person maybe more Luna or more Saturn? Because we're going to see on the morphology. It's so fun when I, um, I'm with Duncham and uh, let's say we see um, on the news, let's say somebody who did something pretty bad, a criminal, let's say. And I will go... Hey, Gansham, from his face, do you think he's a criminal? And he will go, oh, yeah, look at his ears or look at this or look at that. So our old morphology, is, is, it shows, and it's in the hand. It's so fun. So again, palmistry and astrology, they link together. They are sister. My big dream, because I work with both, my big dream, I will love that every astrologer, Please hear me now. Take our course or use heartline, headline, and lifeline. Use those three lines to incorporate even all their knowledge. And oh my goodness, because for me, they work together. It's, it's, like, a, it's like the left and right hand. Both are useful. But uh, oh yeah, so very neat. So that's the root of palmistry, where it's coming from. And um, but it's not been known as um, as astrology is or yoga is, but we're getting there. 
and you're helping us tonight. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> Not to give a difference to people because that's what people like. I mean, I'm in the field for 34 years and uh, people will go, but I didn't know you. I didn't know about palmistry like this. So it, it's so, um, for me, it's profound. It's deep. It's a great tool. It's true. It's transparent. And, uh, and, and again, it's like, um, like Ansham, just a little example. Like he met um, maybe 50 years ago, uh, this guy from Toronto. And he came with his bunch of friends. And Gansham, just by looking at his hand, and he saw his talent. And the guy was studying in law. And he said, hmm, I think you're more like an artist. And, uh, and you can be singing in front of thousands of people. I see that potential in your hand. And the guy after just went to the park with a beer and he said, this guy is crazy. <laughs> I'm studying law. I'm not even good with my guitar. And uh, well, guess what? That became a great color of Blue Rodeo. And he come and see us off and he just came uh, not long ago for a check-up. He checked his hand. One shot, I'm not doing still good. So it's just fun. And this is not, again, prediction. It's the potential that the person has. And when you unleash, that's what I love of palmistry, you unleash your real self, your potential. And uh, it's like a sculpture, you know? Like uh, Michelangelo, when you receive a marble piece, and you know what he said? He said, David, where are you? <laughs> and he started to peel the piece. So in a way, that's what we do. When we look at a hand, we go, oh, hey, beautiful hand. And how come, so you want to see all the good sign in it. And how come they're not there? Like I remember this little girl, one time she came. And she's like in her early 20s. And of course, the big question is, well, you think I'm going to meet somebody? And where is he? And how? And, and she had like maybe 20 lines of union, one on the top of each other. Too many. Now, I cannot tell her she's going to have 20. Bad news. I cannot tell her that. <laughs> Poor girl. But for me, I want to understand why she had 20 lines at 20 years old. What's wrong? How come? Because she's like, she looked pretty sincere. She looked like she wanted to have a deep commitment. So either it's her fear, either it's her cautiousness, either she don't believe. What is in her that she don't think she can have one solid relationship? And then you start working on that. Because, you know, the person wants to go to relationship, not 20. Oh, boy, it's going to cost a lot of money to the lawyer. He's going to have a fun time <laughs> with her. So for me, when you spend time on you and you spend that energy, oh, God, you, you get saved from karma, from trouble, from so many difficulties. Like one girl, I just did the challenge last year of the heart. And, um, oh, she lives in Paris. It's funny, I'm having a lot of uh, European people coming but from all over. And again, technology, thank God, so we can do on Zoom. And I do also like coaching, like personalized program. And I did it with her because uh, she just found out she was pregnant and her boyfriend just left her. And she's 39 years old. She always wanted a kid. And now she's not sure if she will keep the baby. And uh, so we talk and talk and talk. And of course, and we see her hand 
and her heart line. But her heart line have a really big doubt in her. And uh, we work on that. And she decided, because she wanted the baby, she decided, I'm going to keep it. It's going to be my responsibility. And a couple of months after, the boyfriend, the old boyfriend came back and said, can I come back? I want to be the dad and I want to be with you. So, you know, so magnetism, things work, things change. So, and they're, thank on wood, they're still together and uh, hey, and we told them what they have to work out because it's never just pink and beautiful every day, but at least they're aware, they know. So let's see on a practical level, like you're asking me, right? So first line is heart, that one on the top. Now, and then the headline. And these two lines are so important because they are the coherence and they will be there all our life. All our life journey is going in that. The space between, we call it the quadrangle. It's our spine. It's where the electricity, all the chakra working. And when the space is good, we are receptive. Receptive to be help or to friend or to advice. And it's a certain peace between the heart and the head. And we need that so that they don't always connect. But sometimes you will see that a part of the heart go down to the head at whatever age. But when you have a line going down, it means you doubt, you question, you're not sure, you analyze, and you want also to have a certain verification, validation of what you do. So the poor heart cannot just embrace or love, he's always checking. Oh, my boyfriend is late. Okay, what's that mean? Oops, he didn't say love me today. What's that mean? Oops, he looked uh, in his own world. What's that mean? So if your heart had that tendency, please try to not think or doubt or question or analyze because nobody will understand. In a way, you don't leave the room to be loved or to accept. So it needs a real uh, effort on a daily practice. That's what I love of those challenge. You have to check yourself every day. You're never off the brain or your heart. You can't. They live in us. So let's be friends with them. But so it's almost like you're always watching yourself. So if your heart line have a branch down, watch. That's not good. Now, another thing. If let's say my heart line is broken, it could happen. So maybe a big shock. As soon as a line breaks, it's a big shock that could have been there. Being very hurt or disappointed. But then, because of that break, I may do some compromise in life because I don't really believe that life is so nice or so good. So I have to find my joy again, my enthusiasm, my hope, because somehow I'm losing hope. It's almost like a broken, um, broken car. I don't have too much energy left. So, but again, what I love of the heart line, that's represent our soul. And the soul always have energy. It's just that the mind is telling, oh, I don't like that or that I love, you know? 
the heart is just beating, he gets excited or afraid, he doesn't know why. So the heart is a big muscle that we need to stretch and stretch and accept. Oh boy, and digest so many things, so many people. <laughs> and it's a journey, it's not so easy. So to add the coherence between the heart and the head, it's a journey of a lifetime. And that's why I love meditation. And you know one good, and I know we mentioned that in our challenge, but one good emotion to balance them both is to have gratitude. Because gratitude is where the mind has to remember what I'm supposed to be gratitude about what. And the heart has to have the feeling. Oh yeah, well, hey, that person did that for me. And they say, like, if you write two minutes every night, because it takes time to, for the brain to absorb, little two minutes, and then you write gratitude, after 30 days or 90 days, you'll see your head and heart will be more balanced. And if you don't know what they look like, well, by doing the challenge, and it's fun because it's affordable. It's not so expensive that people, um, so whoever is a soul searching or just to have your, li your life balance and balance with everybody. Like I have a kid, he's 15 years old. He's so mixed up. He doesn't know what he likes. He doesn't know if he likes school. He's so confused with all his brother and sister, but he's doing the challenge now. And he finds some um, comfort. It's almost like a bond on his heart. Because then he realizes, oh, okay, I'm not so dumb. I'm not so stupid. He knows what's going on a little more. My big dream in Gansham will be that this subject can be in school. Or people can learn it. Hey, it's a language. You learn French, English, Italian. How about palmistry? And then you learn the language of your soul, of yourself. So that's, uh, well, hey, we'll see. As the year go, you know, people get more uh, into it and more involved in their uh, search. Yes. Oh. Right. Well, well, I, you know, I, I like how you, um, when you talk about the lifeline, you said like that's your body and how you feel on a daily basis, like your energy yeah. and your enthusiasm and your joy. So can you talk about that a little bit and, and what you maybe teach or share with people to have a little bit more energy and vitality? Basically, I, you know, for me, I think that uh, a lot of people out there looking just to connect more with their heart or their, you know, some people say soul's mission or their calling or they want to have less stress and they want to have more joy. And yeah. when you uncover your limiting beliefs, you know, the things that are kind of holding you back, whether they're mental, spiritual, or emotional, it allows you an opportunity to overcome them, to become aware with them, to make peace with them, to heal them, whatever you need to do. But first things first is realizing what's stopping you. And then the next thing is having tools or some sort of way to move through it or to heal it or overcome it or to shift it in some capacity. So I'm wondering if you can speak a little bit on the lifeline and some of the things you might share with your clients and the people you work with. I know the Burla Center works with quite a, a, an amount of people. And as you've touched on, it's more about the journey of personal development, spiritual growth. Yeah. And the Vedas is a very deep, ancient text all about spirituality growth, personal development, connection with nature and source. So 
Um, what are your best tips on, on kind of that idea of connecting with your, yourself, uh, more confidence, more connection to your path and inspiration and joy? Because you obviously have a lot of enthusiasm, happiness, and then joy, and it's, it's infectious. So, Yeah, well, it, 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 and yeah, it changed it change yourself because when you know about your hand and you love what you're doing it, it's a big difference but lifeline it's so neat because that line who represent of course your body your body energy but what we need to realize is the lifeline is the vehicle or the car who transport the head and the heart so if you have a good coherence between your heart and head obviously the lifeline will be beautiful and round and strong because that's mean your heart and head are in harmony simple but if we have a juggle or some struggle between the head and heart then we're gonna see it in the lifeline also but i remember one time oh you will love at one point you'll need to uh, interview my teacher gansham oh boy he can talk for 90 minutes easy <laughs> and all his research and everything and gansham loved to give practical uh, idea but i remember one time in a consultation one little girl was quite sick and um, and she said oh gansham i want to be good i want to feel better i want to be healthy he goes, yeah, but he said, you want to be healthy for what? Well, Gansham, I just want to be healthy. No, 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 no. He said, think about why you want to be healthy. So that's mean we need to have a goal. We need to have a good, strong line of destiny in our hand. Because that line is kind of a straw. And it's going to take all the energy of the heart, the passion, the mind and it's going to give a discipline to the body because that body is like a donkey he doesn't like the discipline <laughs> he wants to do his own thing he want to be away from the heart and head he want to be independent do his own thing that's why it's like again that's why i love those challenge because it's really working on the discipline of the lifeline because that poor lifeline, in a way, not poor, I love them all, but lifelines start here and it's going all the way down. So it's following the gravity. So we like it or not, we're going to get older. We're going to change. I mean, you wake up in the morning and you see things you never saw five years ago. <laughs> so when you try to just keep up with the body, it's going to the gravity. So that lifeline has to realize that the non-gravity, because all in our cell, it's so much energy there because it transports again the head and the heart. So one aspect I will tell all the viewer today, do not keep your thumb like that closed in. Can you see? Don't keep it in. Because it stops the flow of energy and it block you and it block the the, the the circulation but on a psychological level it make the person very afraid very withdraw and the energy is not going to go strong so and sometimes maybe we don't but maybe we keep it closed maybe we play with our nail 
and the skin, maybe we bite a little bit. So all of that shows the nervousness, the anxiety. And of course, these days the planet are crazy, especially for the month of June. So, hey, a lot of intensity is there. So we need to feel strong. And, uh, and that body, we need it. So good night's sleep, for sure, meditation, good food, all of that. But also to make the body be a vehicle for our goal. What is our goal? What do we want to do in life? And so if the body, you give him a bite, you give him something, you know? So if you know that you're going to go on a trip, the person was really tired. Now you're telling the person she's going on a trip. Guess what? The eyes will wake up like that and she'll be all full of energy. She may not sleep all night. She will be so excited. <laughs> so again, it's almost we need to have a goal strong. Then the body will move for that. You will go, all right, I'm your friend. I'll be there. So if you want your body to be strong, give yourself a goal. Give yourself something that you're going to keep narrow. And that will be a real uh, aspect. But keep your thumb also 45 degree angle. Don't, because that's your first chakra. Your fingers are your five elements. They represent your five first chakra. So just by looking how you place them, you will see how your chakra working. Is it fun? So just place your hand proper and see are they all open or they're shy so if the first one is closed in that's mean your first chakra is not solid so the person is very insecure or look for safety and could be afraid you know and uh, that's hard that's tough sometimes you'll see beautiful actress and and star and they walk on the red carpet and their hands are like that so they're afraid. They don't feel too comfortable, even though they're beautiful. I used to see those models. They would come and see me. And they were gorgeous, but they didn't like themselves. And the lifeline was so restless because that monk here is Venus, and that's the body. And that's the only thing we see. And that's we compare with people. Oh, they're taller, they're nicer, they're uh, younger, and always somebody is different than us. But when we don't see that, and we don't, we connect to a higher energy, then we're all connected. You know that. <laughs> yeah, well, um, with the, you know, the, I think you touched on a really good thing about motivating the body and, and finding a worthy goal, and then also touching on a lot of people feeling anxiety, depression, or feeling lost. And so if that's where people are at this, this time, and I imagine when people come to see you, they would ask uh, a lot of the same questions. I think there would be a lot about partners. A lot would be, you know, what's my meaning in life? I, I'm sure you would get that one a lot. Or, um, so I'm wondering some of the common questions you get, if, those, if there's another one or two you want to add in there. And then how do you guide them from that point? Because if you, as you said a couple of times, that it's not about the prediction. It's about, mm -hmm. um, I wrote it down, the path. It's not about the prediction. Mm -hmm. It's about realizing your potential. Yeah. Right. And so when, let's say someone's coming to you and they are unfulfilled and they're feeling anxious, they don't know what goal they want to be motivated. What are some of the things that you'd recommend they do to start uncovering that so they can find it themselves? Like what are some of the steps that they could take? Yeah. And you see when they come to see us, 
usually it's because they try so many things and uh, and they were not satisfied at all so now they're really in in big uh, need for a solution guarantee well one thing always like my teacher always say it's um we cannot find a quick fix do we want a quick fix a band-aid or we want to go deeper so for me i will always ask that because a quick fix hey maybe you'll be up here for maybe six months but after you'll come back so but when we want to go deeper and we want to understand why why i'm so having full of anxiety it's because it could be for different reason maybe you know if in the in the hand we have too many lines all over so a lot of duality a lot of nervousness is there and uh, but maybe the person is nervous because they don't know their talent and maybe they do have talent maybe they have a talent of communication they don't know about or maybe they have a talent of coordination but they are too afraid what is the boss going to think if they try to pull that themselves so what we see for sure we see the age the person is at but at the same time so we can look and all the hand and see okay what's the challenge maybe an interference on the destiny or the union line going down or whatever but that is the cookie in a way or the the um, excuse to go deeper and mainly matt i promise you people want to go deep and they look for the truth because they want to fix the problem they don't want to repeat the same mistake all the time so hey and that's why again we created those challenge to help to say to the person come on you want to fix your lifeline well do the challenge of the lifeline you will learn a lot about it and you'll change your habit guarantee who make you sick at the first time at the first place so for sure like but again you see when people see us they want to change their circumstance oh i'm not happy so let's change the husband or the job or the city or i change my look then i'll feel better no 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 we have to go deeper because not the circumstance we have to change our habit we have to change our change our character trait we have to change how we think but how we think it's based on how we breathe how we perceive things so we have to go there and then we're going to make a big shift on our destiny and change that so in all of that we see in the hand again so for sure if the person come and they're nervous but maybe they're nervous because they don't want to be with their husband but they are or they feel they don't understand him many time our nervousness can be real or can be imagination so what is real and what is imagination so we can see that in the hand but if let's say it's real it's a real nervousness it's a real um a terrible thing but then what is my lesson to learn in that you know i have a guy and the guy um one of the, the girl accuse him of sexual harassment and he's supposed to lose his job and and he's a good guy he didn't do a thing she want his job and when he came to see me he said dylan i'm so mad i'm so mad at her now that's his lesson to not be so upset it's hard it's totally hard but his heart line was short 
So we needed to learn compassion. Now, this is the time. Huh? He got the job. He got the test right in his lap. God is so economic. He knows and he brings stuff for us that we can change. I promise. So it's almost we have to see it. And he goes, what? I have to have compassion for her. <laughs> and he did. He didn't punch her, thank God. And uh, the truth came out. And he kept the job. She lost it. And, uh, and he feels sad for her today. So when we understand what are we learning from that, then it's better, you know? So it's like you don't have a PhD for this. You don't go to school to know, hey, I'm going to fix my problem. Then we didn't go to school to liberate India. I mean, that's not a job you can do. You, it just come at him because he was strong in his 90 pounds little body. Oh boy, he was made of steel. Same uh, when I met Mother Teresa, oh, it was such an such an image. She was so powerful, that little body, because she was short, but strong like a, like a tree, like a real rooted heart in goodness. And I find, wow, when you go there is because life brings us test to, to deep ourselves. And, and that's what I find a lot amazing. Well, yes. I, yeah, I think <laughs> Hold on, I'm just taking it. I'm taking a note. I got to take this note so I remember it because I like having the notes in the end. Um, and then I can, I can chat about, but bringing, I, I was writing out why life brings us tests and the mm. question of what am I learning? And the example you shared is really powerful because that scenario is so frustrating. I was just imagining being that person, a somebody lying to take your job yeah. and you're being accused of something that's going to deface your character. It's, it's awful mm -hmm. in every sense of the word. Yeah. And if you go at it from the example, you know, what am I learning? And, and you have the ability and the, the strength to somehow allow it and not allow it, but, but to go through it in some sort of, uh, I don't even know what to put it. It's like, like it's something stupid. Sometimes like I'll lose my keys and I'll try not to freak out. Um, and I know that in yeah. when I'm feeling that stress, you know, I have an opportunity. It's yeah. a stupid thing, but I can either stress out yeah. and be super pissed yeah. or I can let it go. Or sometimes yeah. I lose something more valuable, my, my phone or, or I think something got taken or whatever the case is. If I can just let it go, it's like, Mm -hmm. something will happen and it'll work out and that energy like an hour later or two hours later or a day later you know it, your life is still moving on and I think that our tests mm -hmm. will 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 get a little bit more challenging and if we're able to mm -hmm. like look at is it what am I learning here what is the lesson in this challenge how can I go with this right. through this with, with a level of grace you might do it terribly and that's okay. Um, you might do it kicking and screaming and shouting. Um, but there is an opportunity to do it with less of that. There is a, like a sense mm -hmm. of acceptance or whatever the case is. But if you're able to do that, usually I find from the people that I've talked to and in my own life that something will happen where they'll transform. Either something better will show up, maybe he lost his job, then he gets a better job. In this case, uh, mm -hmm. the universe worked out and justice was served. Um, but yeah. I think that, that 
either way he's going to go through that. And the more he's able to do it with a level of, of grace and humility and compassion and empathy and what am I learning and looking for that, um, it's going to allow him to evolve from that lesson to a new lesson. And as I understand it, I don't know for sure, but apparently the lessons just get bigger and bigger. And so your ability mm-hmm. to have compassion for oneself and other grows. And there's a lot of stories mm-hmm. um, like the one that uh, I think her name is Immaculate. I keep I keep getting it wrong, but it's the, it's the girl that you know who I'm talking about. The, oh yeah, and the one who survived the genocide. Oh yeah, and yeah. She forgive. Oh yeah, yeah. it's Immaculate. Right? Story. Yep, I met yeah. her. She's beautiful. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. her her story, maybe you can share it. But she was in Rwanda, right? And all her family got murdered, and she was hiding in a bathtub in the house with maybe five other people nine other people eight people in a tiny bathroom for um, three and, every, and everybody was getting slaughtered her her yeah. friends her family her everyone she loved was literally getting massacred with a freaking machete and somewhere yeah. in there as she was experiencing all of these emotions she came to an emotion of forgiveness of genuine forgiveness mm-hmm. now i don't think she yeah. thought her way there i think it seems to be like some sort of grace of spirit mm-hmm. or something but uh, when you listen to her speak, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. You know why she did it? Because she couldn't, she said the anger she felt was eating her up. Mm. So she needed to forgive, to be free in her heart. And, and she went to the jail to forgive one of the killer who killed pretty much some of his friends. And that guy was the neighbor who wanted the tractor. Of the family, imagine. I mean, it's so it's so bad, it's so unjust, and so cruel. But she forgive him, and today she's beautiful, and she speak to people to forgive. And again, we can forgive a big drama like that, but on everyday level, we have to forgive for little things. Forgive ourselves, because you know what I realize, Matt? It's like we are we're going to live and die with our consciousness. And that's all we're going to bring with us. Not the amount of money in the bank or the car or how many likes we have on Facebook. That will not come. What will come is our consciousness. So when we know we try our best, we did our best, and that consciousness is clear, that's what we have to do. We have to clean it up because we have so many karma, so many life that we did so many things. And sometimes we don't know. We don't know why a person is doing bad stuff to us. And, uh, but it's a chance, like you said, to be stronger, to be more uh, empowerment. And I so believe in that because I did it myself. I mean, just to choose a profession like palmistry, when I came from film industry, in cinema, I mean, come on. <laughs> it was a big test on my ego with all my friends, with the family. But it's a test to go, are you able? And do you love it enough? And see why it's working because I love it. The day I won't love palmistry, I'll change job. But you know why I love it? Because it forced me to change all the time. So Immaculate was forced to change. You are forced to change. So everyone in this planet, because, hey, we will live in a world of duality. And that world of duality will always hurt us or disappoint us. So we need to find that joy in us. 
And oh boy, that's a, it's a workout. And it's an everyday workout to yeah. be happy, guarantee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And it, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely not easy. And the only way that I can even relate to that is just growing up being a martial artist. And even now today, when somebody is just not a good human and they deserve to be whacked, yeah. but you can't <laughs> whack them. And it's not even going to help if, if you whack them. You know, there, there's, there, can, there can be a, uh, it's okay to stand up for yourself for sure. And it's okay to point out, you know, what is wrong and, and stand in your own justice and certainty. You can do that. And there's going to be times where you're just tested and, you know, that human being or that outside source is going through their own thing. You're just experiencing that. So if you're experiencing it, it's your opportunity. Just, you got to kind of transform it, move through it, uh, deal with it as gracefully as you can, asking what are the lessons? What am I learning here? What can I do? How can I get through this a little bit more beautifully? And I can say that for myself, I've gone through a lot of things that are, you know, not, not even that challenging. And I went through them terribly and not gracefully at all. But if you can get through and you can learn and then you can look back, you can do it a little bit better next time. So practice being easy on yourself and, and moving through. Um, the one thing I wanted to make sure that I asked you before uh, we wrap up is, in going through the course, one of the one of the headings kind of interested me, and I'm wondering if you can speak on it a little bit. But it talked about uh, the five states of the human heart, letting our love evolve. So I'm wondering if you could share a little bit of that before. Oh yeah, that's so neat again, and it's uh, it's a philosophy who came from uh, Sri Yukteswar, who is the guru of Paramahansa Yogananda, who is our master. We all do a Kriya Yoga, and uh, so this five stage of the heart it's so amazing because every human being will go through that so the first stage is a dark heart and well that's when we feel uh, sad or mad or upset all these emotions who keep you in the dark and that is like just no light no light can come up in that and then you just feel like a victim and you just feel very hard but then the second stage is the propel heart. And that one I love because that's mean you're enough of suffering. Now you're searching. You're searching for a teacher, for a tool, or for a guide, or for answer, you know? And uh, so you scream to the universe and you go, hey, help me out here. It's not working. So the propel heart means you have been into the hole. And now you're asking for help and promise in that state, God answer. He really does. Things come, friend come, help is there. And then the third stage is when the heart is steady. Now, this is where we want to go. Because a steady heart means you're always, you're like you're loyal you're steady, you put the anchor of your conviction in your heart, and in that steadiness, it's like you, you're ready to, to die for your friend, you're ready to do things, and in that, it gives you tremendous courage, courage to defend, courage to be good, courage to stand for your belief, because many times we don't, because hey, when Things are tough, but in that third stage, you do that. And because of that, then you go to the fourth with a devoted heart. So there, you always feel what other people feel. You're in their shoes. 
So then you become like a healer. You become like, uh, what's his name? Edgar Casey, who was a little Pisces like you. Now that's your new chart. <laughs> so in that stage, you just do good for other people. And then, hey, it doesn't take too long that you become pure heart. And in a pure heart, no meanness, no negativity exists then you just see the light. Nobody's separated. That's why Ramakrishna was able to go on stage and say to people, hello, myself. So <laughs> in front of thousands of people. So he's all connected to everybody. So in that pure heart, we're all one. Is it neat? I love that. That's beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks so much for coming on and, and sharing your work and your passion and your enthusiasm. I love it. It's infectious. Um, before we close that, I want to ask you, is there, is there anything that you wish that I had asked you and you want to talk about? Feel free to embellish or, or share. And also... How can, people, how can people find about us? Where they can yeah. meet us? Where they can Do that, the yeah. <laughs> and uh, hey, I want to see your hand change, Matt. I want to see even the best of you. I know you're there, but more will come. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, where can people find you? Burla Center. Uh, BurlaCenter.ca. Okay. And uh, Burla.ca, not even Center. Sorry. And on Facebook at the uh, Burla Center or Vedic Burla or Gillen Valley, they will find us. And um, yeah, and they can really have fun with us and know about themselves. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I did want to sneak in one last question. What's the one thing that you want to, people to know or understand about palmistry, Vedic palmistry and astrology? That they are the master of their own destiny. Yes. Money. And they can change everything they want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I snuck that in there. That's an awesome answer. The master of your own destiny. I love it. Well, thank you so much yes. for coming on. I really appreciate you. Um, I invite people to one, you. Go ahead. Yeah. And one more thing on our Burla site, if they look for the challenge, it's under self development program. Yeah, yeah. And I invite people to check that out because it's very in depth. You put a lot of work in there. And like, a, that's oh, the, yeah. what, what the sign is, is that there are no quick fixes. And I'm not a fan of the predictions. And that's when I say like, mm -hmm. in this world of astrology yeah. and palmistry and tarot, and there's so many different avenues, some of them I feel have more merit than others. However, when they're used um, in with the intention as a gateway to personal development for the explore for the invitation to explore oneself it's fun and it's interesting yeah. how many yeah. are accurate and even with the tarot it works on yeah. the archetypes and you know you're you're always yeah. you're always going to have to be dealing with that archetype at some time and you get an opportunity to reflect and converse with somebody yeah. else who ideally has your best interests at heart and that's one thing that i can sense about you and in your interviews and what you do you have people's yeah. best interests at heart so thanks for the work you're doing and uh, being a positive influence and coming on the show. Thank you so much, Matt. It was a real pleasure and joy to meet you. Really. Continue the good work. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Will do. All right, guys. Bye. Thanks for watching. Peace. <laughs> And there you have it, podcast family. Another amazing episode with Ghislaine Valet. I hope that you enjoyed that. I hope that you learned something. I invite you to check out her website, her course. It's super 
in depth. I got to go through some of it and browse, you know, the rest. And it's very in depth. It's very fascinating stuff. And I love her idea about uh, palmistry not being like set in stone. It's just a guideline, something to help you bring about more understanding of yourself and the environment and things like that. So I hope that you enjoyed that episode. If you like it, please share, take a screenshot on iTunes, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff really helps. Leaving a review in iTunes. Thank you so much to all my patrons. It helps so much. For those of you guys who are interested in coaching, transformational coaching, really looking to level up, you want to explore your life purpose, your soul calling, or you are already successful and you really want to learn about peak performance, mindset, consciousness, or even mind, mindfulness in the workplace, hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com. Happy to help you, your organization, with any of your goals and techniques. And if you're looking for an experience, around the heart journey, hypnosis, anything like that, a guided experience, um, just hit me up as well. Happy to help you out wherever you are in the process. There are tools and processes and techniques if you have never even considered it and you're starting from zero or if you are at the top of the rung, you are fulfilled, you are passionate, you are a peak performer and you're looking for that last edge, these really masterful techniques. They work the same really anywhere in the process but there is fine tuning and there are uh, levels of you know step one, step two, step three so you can kind of used in the next technique so if you're interested in that hit me up matt at zenathlete.com and happy to help you out uh sign up for the email list stay in touch um and i think that's it i am i got a lot of awesome stuff to do today there are so many great new episodes coming down the pipe so i just appreciate you i hope that you're having an amazing day thank you to everyone who supported who shared who's talked about it at the water cooler uh it helps immensely to keep the go to show going so let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we end this out so wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose Hold that breath and just let it out slowly, filling yourself with all the peace, joy, empowerment, connection, energy, positivity, abundance, ready to take on the rest of the day. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode.